0: Hello everybody, this is uh, Paul, my first name, uh, and I come to you as Paul, not Brother Kapow, and there's a reason for that. Um, I'm by myself today, and I haven't did a show in, I don't know, I really don't know how long, it could be uh, months, maybe a month, I don't know. It's been a while since I've uh, did a, either a Freedom Friday show or a Kapow radio show to try to break down any biblical truths or anything like that. Uh, Now, I've been getting some emails from listeners and people I consider friends, people that I'm in contact with, and I, I have not emailed you back because I wanted to do this show and rather speak to the issue rather than uh, write about it. I find myself um, spending too much time writing and investigating and and trying to solve this problem. So I'm just going to talk about it uh, openly to all of you and why I haven't been on the radio and why I had to take a little bit of sabbatical and hopefully it won't be permanent. I, I do believe, as corny as this sounds, I do believe that the Kapow Radio Show is is my calling and my purpose i know it's sad because you're going really you're a little podcaster that's your purpose but in god's kingdom uh it means something and if if it helps somebody and it and it blesses somebody and, and it does i do get feedback now and then where somebody's uh, really there's a transformational change in their lives based on some of this teaching here it's not not because of me uh, but it's just what the Holy Spirit gives me to say. And that's always been my goal is to bring forth the grain that the Lord gives me to feed the flock, not my own. That's why I stay away from the sugar, sexy, poisonous food that can kill your faith. Uh, even though that's very popular and it attracts more listeners and more birds to the bird feeder, God told me specifically years ago to only feed the grain he gives me. It's his grain to feed the people. My bird feeder or his bird feeder would have fewer birds, but the birds we do have would be healthy and lively. Okay. Compared to the ones across the way that had many birds feeding on the sugar and the poison, which were unhealthy, and they died. So I do believe this is my purpose and my calling. So I I do not want to give this up by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't want to be defeated by Satan. And I'm not defeated by Satan. And I won't be. Uh, my faith and trust in God is very strong. But here's what we're going through. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Ms. Kapow, my wife, Linda, has been under demonic attack for half a year now, six months. It's go, it, we turned six months uh, in December, December 1st. Here's a brief history. So much has happened in half a year. I, I couldn't articulate it in this show, but I'll, I'll give you a brief history of what happened and where we're at, what I believe is the issue and the problem. Uh, May 1st was the demarcation point that she got demonized. She actually brought home a demonic hitchhiker uh, from where she was at to this house. This is a fact. Um, we've we've been dealing with this for six months. I am the only one that lives here with her. So I know things that only, um, you know, a husband would know. And that intimate uh, relationship. Linda was fine. Uh, She was Miss Kapow. She was serving the Lord. She loves the Lord. She loves the word. She loves Jesus like um, all get out. She loves her. She loves her God. Uh, It's because of her love for her God that the enemy is able to attack her in this area. It's because of her strong love. It's, it's It's an interesting dichotomy here. And Linda always said she had a, um, well, she does have, she has a gift. I call it a soul sponge. And if you were to know her in real life, you would find that as soon as you meet her, you're drawn to her. I mean, everybody loves this woman. Everybody. I mean, strangers, Christian, barbarian, sinners, it don't matter. Everybody alike loves her. When they meet her, God, your wife is so neat. She's so sweet. How'd you get so lucky? Blah, blah, blah. And I always said, well, she's blind in one eye and can't see in the other. And so, you know, everybody, I go to the gym and she's without me. They ask about her. I go to a restaurant. The waitresses ask about her. Everybody loves her. And she has this ability, this gift from God, that if she meets somebody They'll, they'll just be drawn to her and they'll start talking to her about their problems. They'll they'll just unload all these issues and issues and problems of life on her. And she just absorbs it. It's like in Mark 16, where Jesus says, you know, you'll drink deadly, anything deadly and it won't harm you. It's that she absorbs the poison of these people. It doesn't harm her. And they'll often say as they're talking to her, "I I don't know why I'm telling you all this. You know they'll say something like that and then she's able just to listen to them and she'll say well i'll pray with you or you know god god can work that out and it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful gift of the holy spirit people like me are a dime a dozen you know i go well i'm gonna hang my shingle out i believe i can teach the word i have some insight god has given me and maybe it'll help somebody else but man there's so many good teachers out there there are really some some anointed teachers out there that really hear from God and boy they they the sermons they're putting out are just unbelievable. You know, I'm not I'm not that in a bag of chips, you know. I'm just doing what I'm doing in my little corner. But you we're a dime a dozen, you know. They're teachers, everybody teaches Sunday school, they teach something, they talk about the Lord, but a soul sponge, that's rare. Somebody who can who can draw people out and they can feel good and they can unload that's that's a rarity so there's a big target on Linda's back there's a big target on her back and there's a target on my back and 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 I'm not bragging or anything take this please take this in all humility that I can but we really live a fasted lifestyle we we don't we don't have direct tv we don't have satellite tv we don't watch cable i have extended cable just to watch weather or local news but i never watch it i'm just a big youtuber you know we watch youtube on our tv monitor in our living room and um if you were to see our playlist i mean it's just nothing but preachers (laughs) just word of god word of god word of god word of god um you know some occasional conspiracy things just kind of stay on top of stuff but that's what we do you could, I, my, my house is an open book. Anybody. In fact, I had some people from the church come in our house, uh, recently, just like last month, uh, to do a house cleansing and anointing and looking, you know, and just kind of looking for things. And I told them, I go, you're not going to find anything in my house that's offensive to the Lord or an occult object or nothing. And sure enough, and I don't have to hide anything. You know, anybody can knock on the door at any time. Nothing's hidden. My computer is open. You want to look at my computer? You can look at my files. You're not going to find pornography on it. You're not going to find anything on it. You're, I, my, my bank account's open. You're not going to find anything hidden. Our, uh, we live a very fasted lifestyle. I don't have anything hidden. There's, I don't, I'm so paranoid I won't even have a five-pointed pentagram you know, on a star in this house, I won't. I won't have a picture of a Christmas tree because for me, it offends me. Not not other people, but for me, it's not wrong for other people if if their conscience allows it. But my conscience won't allow certain things. You see, so for for thing, for me, if it offends me, then I'm not going to bring it into the house. That's is the way we both live. We're, we're very kooky, and um, there were people that looked at us like, you know, you guys are kooky, but you're cool, but you're kooky but now we're under a spiritual attack. Those same people are looking at us like it's your kookiness that brought this on. Um, so now we used to be the head. Now we're the tail. <laughs> now, now we're under people. We're subject under people who look down at us and say that we're out of balance. And because we wrote demons in a marriage bed, um, uh, and we, we focused on demonology and how to fight Satan. We brought these things onto ourselves because we're out of balance. And, um, so we're now subject under people who, who I would in, in past consider, um, not as awake in certain areas. And now I have to be under them because, uh, we need, we need help and, um, no one understands this stuff. And even, even here, as many spiritual people as we can get, they still don't quite understand uh, the, the depths of, of the darkness that Satan can take one into. And I've been fortunate enough that, um, you know, some good, good listeners of ours, and I consider them friends, I've never met them, um, Max and Jennifer Schaefer... From Nebraska, they've been listening to this show for several years, and they're kooky like us. They're they're <laughs> they're they're kooky, and um, we've we've over the years we've done a lot of things um, via text and messaging uh, on spiritual warfare and and dreams and dream interpretations and things like that, and praying for one another. We've we've even did some deliverance sessions on the phone and stuff. And so they've been instrumental in, in trying to help us uh, get to the bottom of this also and been praying without ceasing. And I do appreciate that. And many of our listeners are praying without ceasing. You know, I know my Brother Marcos, and I haven't communicated with my Brother Marcos as well as I, as I need to. But uh, like I said, I have been in, inundated uh, by Satan, <laughs> by Satan himself. He, he is stealing everything from me through my wife. He steals my sleep. Um, I, I probably average four or five hours of sleep a night, sometimes almost none. Um, I, I seldom have a, a decent... And when I have a decent night's sleep, I probably got six hours of sleep, but it's intermittent because the demons wake me up uh, constantly th- through her. They're constantly chattering and acting up. And then uh, Satan has, has stole my day, my time. I can hardly do a show because if, if, if the devil's are acting up in Linda, they hinder me. And, um, she asks the same questions over and over again. Um, it's, it's an insanity type of, uh, situation here. Um, when they, when they're off of her, she's totally normal. And I mean, immediately normal. I mean, not a little bit, but she's just back to normal when they're off of her and they come and go. And it seems like they come and go, uh, with impunity, whatever they want to do. Um, So anyway, I'm kind of rambling here, but we live a fasted lifestyle, and uh, and now all hell's broke loose in my life, and it's been like this for six months. What I thought was going to be a trial or a temptation or a a testing of faith, you know, for a for for a week or for a time or for a season, has turned is turned into half a year now of of incredible intense battle. So Linda was was living this this very uh, Christian lifestyle and uh many of you know she she um you know she she dances she tap dances and she does things like this and and she really enjoys life and we had met this uh this waitress at one of the restaurants we went to and uh, befriended her and you know we always feel sorry for these food service workers anyway because they don't make enough money it's a hard it's a hard job and so we always tip them real well and we always tend to to befriend the food service workers a lot and well this this one particular gal was uh, it was closer to our age, and uh, we really felt for her, her struggle and stuff, and so we kind of became friends with her. Now she wasn't a Christian, and of course Linda's idea was to show her Christianity. It's always Linda's uh, goal. Uh, this particular lady was um, was Catholic, not a very good Catholic, but Catholic, uh, somewhat new agey, you know, did the yoga stuff, um, and just kind of goofy. And, um, kind of a Martha Stewart type of person, you know, I like to have little parties and you know little things. And so she was having this Christmas dinner around Christmas time, and Linda and I didn't want to go because once again, it's our conscious. it's it's our conscious. We don't want to celebrate. We don't celebrate because we believe it's a it's a there's a lot of paganism in the holiday. That's just us. It has nothing to do with you. That's but it's it's where we're at. In fact, the church I go to now has, a big old huge Christmas tree in in the sanctuary. Just a big old huge Christmas tree with presents under it and three wise men that look like elves. Well, you know, if we're going to follow the biblical standard, I'm offended by that. And they should then not do it because they offended a brother, right? If you want to look at the biblical standards of Paul, but I'm not weak in my faith. That's not going to shipwreck my faith. So I just have to say, well, that's them and that's what they allow I don't allow that for me, but I can worship God regardless of my circumstances. I can worship God regardless of my environment. My environment doesn't dictate how I worship God. My circumstances don't dictate how I worship God. And that's how I get through it. And I focus on God and I worship a God and I, and I don't focus on a Christmas tree. So that's for me. But if I had my preferences, I wouldn't have it in a, in a church and I don't. I wouldn't have it in my house because that's my conscious my conscious is is um is weak in that area and so i don't want to offend my own conscious uh, you're you're not going to offend me if i went to your house to have dinner and you had a christmas tree it wouldn't offend me i'm not weak i'm not going to stumble in the faith but um it's it's for me okay so we invited this christmas dinner we didn't want to go it's a Christmas thing. We just didn't want to do it. Plus, this gal was, was was serving fish. She said it was some kind of Italian tradition or something to serve fish. You know, mussels and clams and all the all the unclean food. You know, once again, just didn't want to do it. So she got sick around Christmas time. She took the food, the clams, the fish, the shellfish, and she put it on ice for a couple of months. So she decides at springtime to then have this dinner in the springtime. Well it was May 1st and it happened to be Beltane. It happened to be the highest witches night, you know, of the year. And um, there's a lot of magic in the air. A lot of, of, you know, it's just, it's Beltane, right? Well, that night I had band rehearsal. Many of you know, i play in a band and I I had band rehearsal. So I was in Arizona uh, rehearsing with this group and Linda went to this dinner with this gal and no one else showed up but she picked up a friend of ours and he is a widower he lost his wife 2 years ago he's around our age and we befriended him in the restaurant also because he was alone and we we had him sit with us and we became friends uh to to minister him we invite him to church we tell him about Christ he's not a, he's not a believer yet but we're that's what we're doing so she picks up his name is Kenny she picks up Kenny and they go to this uh this this dinner so it's her and this kenny i'm not there so i'm her husband and i'm not there to cover her spiritually uh she's with another guy it's and it's it's not romantic or sexual or anything like that he's just he's a friend of ours he just his wife died two years ago and then and she's with this uh this this gal i call her wanda and um So Lynn is there. She really doesn't want to be there because of the Christmas thing. She really doesn't want to, you know, eat the stinky fish, you know, that kind of a thing. And her conscious, her, her conscious is telling her, don't do this. You know, uh, you, you shouldn't be involved. You shouldn't, you're not with Paul. You shouldn't, you just shouldn't be here. You should have just said no. But because she felt sorry for this gal, she said, yeah, I'll go. And when she's there and she's eating dinner, um, she 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 sits down at this table and as she looks up there's this buddha head uh, at the table it's looking right at her and so she says what happens is she sees the buddha she goes into this like trance state and she's just staring at it and she says it's like drawing her drawing her to this this buddha bust and um like like beckoning her to touch it and she doesn't remember if she touched it or not and then Kenny said something that kind of snapped out of it. And she stayed there and ate this jug with the Buddha head on the table. And that really affected her conscience. Um, the scripture is, as many that have ignored their conscious, their good conscience, or they have a bad conscience about something, it could shipwreck your faith. See, because you ignore your own uh conviction of the Holy spirit. He gives you a conscience, And if you ignore that and push it through, you can shipwreck your faith. And many have, and Paul writes about this. So this is what happened to her. She pushed it. She stayed there knowing that she shouldn't have. And, um, she felt really horrible about this Buddha thing. So the very next day, um, well, she comes home that night and, uh, that night, she wakes me up with this incredible coughing spell. Just incredible. And I asked her in the middle of the night, are you okay? And she says, yeah, I'm fine. I, I go, you want some water? She says, no, I'm fine. She goes back to sleep. Well, then the next day I'm talking to her in the morning. I said, man, you really had a bad coughing spell. She didn't remember it. She didn't remember at all. And I just looked at her and I says, that was the spirit of Beltane came in you. And I don't know why I said that. But I said the spirit of Beltane. And uh, on our security camera, some of you might remember me putting some pictures on Facebook, but we had some visitors. And um, it could have been a moth. It could have been. I don't know. But they look like those skyfish. If you don't know what skyfish is, it's, it's a weird phenomena out there. And it kept triggering our front camera, and it would trigger it at certain times of the night—two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning—and um, and I showed Linda this, and it and it was happening May first uh, that same night, and I saw beams of light. Our security camera is, is over our front door, and I and uh, it's outside, and I saw beams of light. Entering our window, our kitchen window, there were rods of light. It was really weird. Um, it, it, they, I mean, I put all this stuff in um, Movie Maker. I've slowed everything down. I've analyzed it. I've stopped frame things. You know you know me. I didn't leave any stone unturned. It's not an insect. They're, they're rods of light entering the window. And so something came into the house that night. And something came into her that night. She says that she felt something enter her uh, through her legs, and it resides in her belly. It it comes and goes. Now, somebody's like a Christian can't be demon possessed, and most of you know that's it's a misnomer. The word possessed is is not demon possessed. It's demonized, and all Christians, everybody can be harassed by the Satan, Satan, and be oppressed and vexed. Um, And then there's some who are actually demonized and it goes to another level and um, it is severe uh, demonic manifestation uh, within a Christian or on a Christian. And this thing does come and go. So it's not on her all the time. It doesn't recite in her. She's not possessed by it. But when it comes on her, it does get in her and it controls her thoughts and it clouds her, her thoughts and all judgment and everything. Um, You would have to see it in, in order to to really understand it, so uh, that was the beginning of what happened, and uh, we had we've had problems ever since. And at the at the time this was going on, she was reading uh, the book, The Two Babylons, uh, about the Catholic Church and the Babylon religion, and there was a section in there about Beltane, and when she read that, it it flipped her out, and she took a, a sigh. She went, <gasps> and when she did that, she felt fear come into her and then a spirit of fear entered into her and this spirit of fear has been with us for six months and it's panic and it will wake her up Uh, right now it wakes her up and it's been doing so for six months at four o'clock in the morning every morning every day without fail and it continues to harass us for hours and if it can stay on her all day it will and when she gets fearful, she turns into a whole different person. She—it's like a, a very high anxiety panic attack. But the thing only attacks one area of her life, and that's her salvation. The panic and the fear is always caused by the thought of going to hell. Miss Capal, who's Miss Capal, will wake up in the middle of the night, saying, "I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell." Or begging Jesus to not let her go to hell, or asking me. The other thing she does is she asks me dozens and dozens of times a day if she's going to hell or if she could lose her salvation. Plus, she asks everybody else if she meets a pastor, she'll ask him. If she meets another Christian, she'll ask them. She can't help herself, and so she's this thing is like a virus. It spread it like spreads its vile doctrine of demons it's it's mistrust and it's a lack of faith to other people and um literally probably in six months hundreds of people uh both in person and through text and online have told her all the same thing that no you can't lose your salvation no uh just because you have a demon sitting on your shoulder lying to you nothing could pluck you out of the hand of God. Yet she feels because she has the demons, she's no longer saved, uh, and it will take various forms. Uh, today, I spent many hours uh, with her because she felt. Uh, well, she asked me to research if she could lose the Holy Spirit, and she she won't accept just no. Um, you know, and that's good. You know, I had to show her all the scriptures. You know, in the Old Testament, how the Holy Spirit came upon people for empowerment or for an anointing for their specific office is different than the Holy Spirit indwelling somebody in the New Testament after Jesus Christ. And you can't lose that Holy Spirit. It's Christ says, I go to send you the comforter and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But even seeing the words of Christ right in front of her, she can't accept those words as true. And here's the problem. When the demon's on her, she can't accept her salvation. It's the oddest thing, and she can't accept truth even presented to her in the words of Jesus Christ. When the thing is off of her, she says, Oh, I know I'm saved. You know, I sealed the blood of the Lamb, blah, blah, blah. Just like any other normal Christian would do. But when it comes on her and lies to her, she'll listen to the lie. Now, she's she's culpable here uh, to a great degree because she will listen to the lie. And once she listens to the lie, the fear sets in. The fear rides in on the lie. Once the fear sets in, we're screwed. And we're screwed either for all day or all night or whatever. And I've done my best to keep her off of drugs. We finally had to seek medical help back in September. And remember, this started May 1st. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. There are nights, and if you've never experienced this, pray to God you never do. There were nights that literally I woke up and she's next to me in bed, literally doing an exorcist movie, doing Linda Blair. I mean, literally, there's a demonic entity speaking through her and thrashing her about in our bed we wrote a book demons in my marriage bed 13 years ago about events happened 13 years ago. And now 13 years later, I literally have literally demons in my marriage bed. Literally when we wrote the book, it was about me and my infidelity and how I brought demons into the house. Um, This is literally the real thing. I got demons in my bed, literally. And if you've never woken up at three or four o'clock in the morning with your spouse, um, speaking an unknown language and tongue and in a different voice, calling you out and talking to you and thrashing your spouse about, just like an Exorcist movie, um, it's a very very frightening experience, and uh, it's happened not to me not once, not twice, but um, yeah, you know a dozen times in the last six months i'm telling you the truth folks i got i have major problems here major major problems i got and i have dozens of people praying i have um i have real people here in mesquite you know at a church a spirit-filled church praying she's being discipled by um by an older woman that's really squared away and um and this woman is trying to disciple her and she's having the same problems I'm having. Is that we we can't get her to believe the word of God? It's it's what I think is there's a problem in her faith deep down. Um, there, it's it's an issue that was never taken care of. It could be from her Catholic background. It could be from rejection from her father or not feeling worthy. You know, a lot of things like that, maybe having a domineering husband like me in my early days, you know, as a policeman, I was very dominant. I was like her dad. She married a man like her dad. Um, And I'm not that guy today, but, you know, for years she lived that way. So I'm not quite sure, but it's like, I believe there's a lack of faith there to really trust God at his word and you know hebrew says without faith you can't please god and you, you need faith i mean you need that initial faith to come to salvation but then you need that faith to grow see you could come to salvation and just stay in the milk of the word you can be saved but not have enough faith to take you beyond where god wants you to do his will and purpose you know to do kingdom work And it's like she's stuck in that baby faith and it never came out until she's tested. And when she's tested, out of the abundance of her heart, all this bile comes out. It's like Jesus said, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a person, but what what comes out, what's inside. And I believe she has a problem with her faith. She definitely has a problem with trusting God. Uh, for her deliverance. Now, you're going to probably say, well, have you tried deliverance? Yes, I have done countless. I can't even tell you how many deliverance sessions I've done. And I can cast the demon out temporarily, but then it always loops back in because it always has a legal right. The legal right is her unbelief. And I can't fix that. You see, I, I can't go into her mind and change her mind and fix it so as long as that unbelief and mistrust is there, there's a, there's a legality there. Satan is a legalist and he goes, you don't have to kick me out. I have a right to be here. I have a legal right to be here because she's allowing me to be here because she does not believe she's saved. If you don't believe you're saved, you can't appropriate the benefits of that salvation, even though in fact you are saved. In fact, she is saved. She has the Holy Ghost in her. She's sealed. She's going to heaven. I always tell her, if you die today, you're going to heaven, but you're not gonna fulfill your work. Satan won. Satan took you out. But his presence in your life doesn't negate your salvation. It does not negate who you are in Christ. But if he can convince her, and he does, that she is not saved and she's not in Christ, now she can't appropriate the benefits And the authority that Christ bestows on all of us to trample over Satan and to overcome him. We now, we can't come confidently and overcome him if we don't believe we have the benefit. You see how that works? So I, as an outsider, I can't go into her brain and make her think right. All I can do is teach, 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 teach. I have people at church telling me, Paul, you just got to pour the word down or pour the word down. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. I spend hours a day doing that. I've, I've totally put everything else on my life on hold just to concentrate on my wife's spiritual wellness. These people don't understand. I mean, I'm up all night. I've done everything, deliverances. We've had Ivory Hopkins, if you know who he is, from Omega Man, do a deliverance. We had Jerry, I forget her name. I played her stuff on the shows before. She's a soul tie expert type of thing. We've had her do deliverance. Linda had a deliverance at church. I've done countless of them. Other people at church who, who, who've been to the house here, um, when the demons started acting up did deliverance the deliverance don't stick there's an open door there's a legal right and it's her unbelief this is where we need prayer folks this is where we need, we need prayer I, and I, I we're, we're free will agents Holy Spirit's gentle Holy Spirit's not going to come in and make you believe anything. We have to have that measure of faith. So I don't quite know how it works, but we need prayer in this area that she can see the truth and just accept God's word. I mean, today I was showing her first, 1st uh, I'm sorry, the gospel of John, uh, chapter 14, I think verse 16, where Christ is talking about the comforter and he goes, I got to go that the comforter will come. And uh, and that, you know, he that he's going to come in and dwell you that he may, you know, empower you and be with you and comfort you. And 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 he'll be with you forever and he'll never leave or forsake you. Excuse me, until I until I return and I'm trying to show her this because she believes the Holy Spirit left her. And the only word she can key on is the word may. And I says, it's 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 not it's not may like he may will or may not. It says the Holy Spirit, so that the Holy Spirit may comfort you. That He's going to. But she couldn't accept it. She couldn't accept any of that. And I said, you know, if you're going to argue with me about that, you gotta, you gotta look at that scripture, look at Christ right in His face, and argue with Jesus Himself. I mean, this is this is Christ Himself. This is God Himself in flesh, telling you this, and you can't accept it. So you can see where the problem is. You know, I got a major problem here because I can't, if I can't get her to believe truth and she accepts the lie of the enemy, then she's powerless to get rid of the enemy in her life. And so the rest of us get ekbalo and cast out and deliver all day long. But if the enemy has a legal right, I'm screwed. So it's torturing her literally to death now she has really bad stomach problems she has she has rectal bleeding that's in that's really bad we're gonna have to see the doctor tomorrow on this um i've done everything to keep her off of medications uh she only takes one pill close or something like that and i make her take divide it in half it's it's uh 0.25 milligram in half um, and I won't let her take more than than two halves, which would be one whole pill, which would be five milligram of this, because it's a basically it's, it's it's a tranquilizer. It just knocks her out. And that's the only way we can keep the demons at bay is if she's totally sedated. And even then they'll pop her up. I mean, she'll just fly out of bed at, at the wee hours in the morning and just start talking nonsense about salvation, her lack of salvation. Um and, and, and then crying about how she don't want to go to hell and, and blah, blah, blah. But she's always waking me up to get confirmation. It comforts her when I say, no, honey, you're not going to hell. And I can say it thousands of times and it's not a teaching thing. It just, she needs it to hear it. Unfortunately, it's two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning for me. There was times we spent months this summer. Oh, our whole summer was, I, I don't even remember our summer. Our whole summer was gone. We didn't even leave the house because we couldn't. We spent every night in the living room. She would sleep on the couch and I would sleep on a chair watching her. But I couldn't sleep with her because she kept jerking up and she kept shaking and grabbing me and screaming about loss of salvation. And it's so it's tormenting her like like you can't imagine. Um, And of course, it's tormenting me. Uh, She can't leave me alone. If she was, the only reason I'm able to do the show right now is because she's gone. Um, But if she was here, she would be in here with me constantly in fear and in panic, high anxiety. Constantly asking me questions about her salvation. Constantly. Now I'm only human. And so I get exasperated. And there's been times where I've got so exasperated. I I have to leave. But the demon in her won't let me leave because it, 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 it's so fearful the high anxiety. It won't let me leave. And then she'll grab me and I'll go, let go of me. I got to go. And she'll block the car and I can't leave. And so now I feel trapped. And then I start getting anxious. And, it, and it's just, a, it's a cocktail of Satan. It's a cocktail of Satan. And I've had a personally you get on my knees and go, God, don't let me transform into an angry man. Don't let me transform into that Hulk guy. Don't let me, Lord, don't let me do that because I can just see bad coming out of that. I can see one day me just pushing her aside. One day the cops come because the neighbors here is yelling. One day I'm in jail. One day she's in the psych ward. I can see it all coming. If, if, if I don't have some, some grace here, you know, um, it's, it's bad folks. It's, It's bad over here, and uh,
1: I'm broke. She's definitely broke, but I—I'm a broke man. But but my faith in God is is strong. I, I want to tell you that I, I believe. I believe in my Lord, and um, I, there's some silence there, you know. But I hear enough from him. I I still see his hand in this i mean there's so many other ways we could have been touched uh and we haven't been touched yet and um you know at first i thought maybe it was a job thing and we're just asked to be sifted and uh but it's not it's not just a job thing there's some real issues with her belief her her deep down belief system and and um it's it's causing problems and i and i can't rectify it i can't, I can't fix it and uh just just pray for us. So I I don't know how many shows I can do because it's like I, I, I don't have anything else to give. I I am at my wit's end and I'm broke. And uh I, it's it's hard to minister to others when all I'm doing is just trying to save my wife. Um, and I, and I do believe when we come out of this. I'll be so much better. I know she'll be so much better. I see God in a different light than I ever saw. I I know he's still here. I can feel his providence. Um, it's
0: forced me to look at who he is and who I am in Christ and who I am in God and i things I've never had a look at before, the surety of salvation, um the the ceiling of the Holy Spirit. I mean things that I kind of took for granted before. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what, it's 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 humbling. Uh you you know me. Sometimes I get I, I got I could be high, you know, uh, high and mighty, you know, I, I can talk down. I could talk down to sinners or talk down to Christians who aren't walking the walk, you know. And uh, boy, it's it's put me in 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 a real sense of humility now, um,
1: where you know, I mean, I I'm I'm like I just like want to hang around a bunch of other broken men, you know, that they're broke too. I just want to hang around a bunch of broken people because uh, you know we're just we're just all at this like prison planet. And I know we have a purpose and I, and I know there's a uh, a calling and there's a calling on all of our lives and, and you have a special calling and I have a special calling and God has us doing certain things and the enemy doesn't want that. And I understand that.
0: And he's attacked many, many times in, in our lives. Uh, you know, in, in 2006, I was almost lost to Satan. I was very close to being lost, but I came back and, and God renewed me and restored me and made me such a better man, a new man. But now my wife is uh, brutally, brutally being tormented uh, by tormenting demonic spirits, and I and I can't, I can't get her to uh, quit listening to their lies. She could be fine, she could be fine, and then all of a sudden they'll whisper something in her ear and they'll say, you're not saved or you're going to hell. And then I can see it in her face. I go, what? You know? And she'll say, well, they just said, I go, that's not true. You have to reject it immediately. You cannot let that lie come in. You can't give place to Satan. Honestly, folks, we've been through it all. If you were here in my office, you would see, I have bookshelves of deliverance manuals. I have, I have deliverance books up the yin yang. I have manuals, I have pigs in the parlor, I have, along with commentaries and theological treatises, I listen to Charles Spurgeon sermons. Dude, I've done it all. We've done everything. And so is other people. Now we have a support team. We do have a a little SWAT team put together that we didn't have before. And that's better than I know some other people can help me share the burden. But the problem is, is I live here, I sleep with her. And when we have nights where she's waking me up every hour on the hour uh, with, with, with demonic talk, the next day I'm pretty shot. And then the demons are relentless and, they, and they're they on me all day. And then I can't get out of the house and I can't leave. I can't go to a restaurant. I can't take her anywhere because these demons are going to act up. Literally has put me in a prison planet also. Uh, so though I'm not personally tormented, I'm being tormented through the one closest to me. And it's a beautiful strategy, isn't it? It's a beautiful strategy when I've spent my whole life being protective of my inner circle and not letting... You know, demonized people come into my inner circle and affect my life and and uh, now you know my own wife so you know a very godly woman a very beautiful woman in Christ um, just being tormented so there's some a lot of things I still don't understand um, she insists that her unbelief is caused by the devils um, and that when the devil's on her she believes just fine And I have a problem believing that they can actually take over her mind and make her believe something. Even in the Garden of Eden, the serpent didn't take over Eve's mind. He planted a suggestion. He had a conversation. And when she engaged in that conversation, that's when problems had. And it's biblical. Every time you read something biblical, if Satan rose up against Israel and enticed David to take a sentence, a census he didn't take over David's mind and put that. How could God hold somebody accountable if Satan's taken over your own thoughts? So there's a problem I have with that. And um, and it's a lying spirit. The other thing about this thing, it's a lying spirit and it lies to her. and if she, And if it talks through her, then it lies to me. So it's hard to get to the bottom of a lot of this stuff. So anyway, folks, there's my heart. I poured it out. I, I just ruined my podcasting ministry and career.
1: <laughs> but um, I don't care. You know, it, it just doesn't, it, nothing matters anymore. Um, nothing matters. It's, um, I, I, I'd i give it all up just to have her, have her back. So uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, keep us in prayer. And um, I'll, I'll give you updates when I
0: can. And... Uh, you know there's my heart I, I i held it in i didn't want to i didn't want to blab it out to the whole world to see this is a public podcast you know everybody can see it i didn't want everybody to know my uh, personal demonic problems um especially you know especially for a couple who wrote a book called demons in my marriage bed we and um you know about what happened to our lives and a training manual Uh, to keep Satan away. And I will tell you, I reread my book and it's a wonderful book. It's a great book. Um, Praise the Lord. Nothing in that book will help me here. This is a whole different animal. This is a whole different level. This is not your deliverance 101. This This is a whole different beast we're dealing with. And like I said, I think they latched on to a legal right of a, a deep-rooted lack of faith in a basic tenet, And once they found that out and, and locked into that, um, they're able to dismantle faith. And if you don't have faith, you can't operate. Even Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God who spoke everything in existence in this preexistent, um, could do little miracles in his hometown because of their lack of faith. It's a huge issue so anyway folks that's it pray for me I'll try to get back to you my email is Paul at kapal if you want to send me some love I can I can use it huh. prayer down then
1: because I'm really I'm really alone at this point i I don't have I don't have anybody really here that uh That I that really understands uh, the depth of this. Um, Though there's some men in my life I can I talk to and stuff. They don't. I'm I'm alone in this. I'm alone. And uh, I I better go. Okay, folks. May God bless you and keep you from from the evil one, and may and may the evil day not find you. And if the evil day come may you be dressed in the proper armor with your
0: with your helmet of salvation and don't don't let the enemy take your your belt of truth off. Don't get him to to have you take off any part of your armor, okay? That's how he does it. He gets you to do it. Stay stay steadfast. Keep your armor on. Hmm.
1: he is a roaring lion and and he, he does devour it's it's not just a saying it's true all right good night